green or gray? Oh, great. Great. Great horned owl. Okay. So did you did you follow through with that story that kind of led into this uh, flat monster story? No, I did this whole. I looked at the whole overall idea of this. So you just came up with this on your own, and you just saw it come yeah. up later. I saw a bunch of explanations in 2005, yeah, and like, that one made the most sense to me. It does somewhat make sense, but there's a story that's similar that happened in '52 with these kids that saw uh, what they called an alien with eyes and stuff, and the mother thought they were crazy. So when the kids come running back, they took the mother says, "We're going right back to that spot." We went right back to the spot, and there was this like metallic type of alien. It was really tall, like eight to ten feet tall. It had glowing eyes, and it sprayed this like foggy mist, and they all got sick from it. So the blah, kid blah, came blah. running home, and he was like, Mom, Mom, I just saw something. And she was like, Who, who? <laughs> so they went back there. Her mom was an owl. Her mom was an owl. No, but eventually what happened was it ended up, they turned around and said it was an owl. Uh-huh. And this story similar is similar in like, how things happened, not with just without the whole farm there in the house, but it was another story written off as another owl story. Well, when I hear about this kind of stuff, it always makes me think of Hinsdale and that crazy EVP that turned out to be a fox. It wasn't an owl, though. No, but it was a fox. It was a fox. And we know what the fox said? Yes. Welcome to Parababble. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are for another great Entertaining and interesting discussion. Who else here? It's not an owl. It's gonna be an owl. So we got Jeff, we got Rob, Allison. And an owl. And we're gonna talk about the Kelly Hopkins case. Encounter. And we've already defined some opinions in warm-ups. Yes. <laughs> So, can we just talk about the background of this case before we get into whether or not we think it's true? Yes. Alright. Who wants to talk about what the the things we can all agree on? I went into a deep rabbit hole. Alright. Why don't you start down that path? Well, you got to start in August 21st, 1955. Set the stage. Everyone's wearing, like... Overalls. Overalls. Ripped t-shirt, jeans, something. Yep. Yep. Loose weight shoes. Backwoods of Kentucky. Going to get some water. Fetch some water in the old well. Exactly. Moonshine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so like in the middle of nowhere in Kentucky. It is the middle of nowhere. It literally is not even a place. It's two places. Yeah, that's why they call it Kelly Hopkins. I thought it was the person's name at first. Like, I thought they hyphenated it. I thought it was that, too. And then I researched a little more. I'm like, oh, that's not it. Mm -hmm. It was Hopkinsville, Kentucky. It was like the the big town. But it was actually in Kelly, Kentucky, which was the little town. Which is in Christian County, Kentucky. Christian County. Is it a dry county? Wasn't everything a dry county in 1955? Probably. Then they were drunk. No, they were. And it wasn't. Hold on. They were drunk. They were carnies making moonshine. Where did we say that it was carnies? But anyway. I'm going to tell you when we get there. We're setting the stage. Setting the stage. So their house out in the middle of nowhere. What are their names? Two families. The Sutton family. There's a lot of names. There is a lot of names. Yep. The Sutton family. And some guy named Billy Taylor. Billy Ray Taylor. Billy Ray Taylor. And then he's the one that it'll start with because he saw a UFO hovering outside of the home and then land in the ravine behind the house. So you got Glennie Langford mm-hmm. and her kids Lonnie, 
Carlton, and Mary. You got Elmer Lucky Sutton, John Charlie Sutton, better known as JC, <laughs> For their wives, Vera and Eileen, <laughs> Eileen. or Aileen, depending on your accent. <laughs> Alien. And then Aileen's brother, <laughs> O.P. Baker. No one knows what O.P. stands for. He's and a then real old G. Billy Ray Taylor and his wife, June. So there was like three kids? Four, no, more than seven children, five, five adults, seven children. Okay, and they had some people visiting, some friends visiting? Yeah, there's like two kids from a previous marriage that don't get named. Okay. Some random kin. randomness. They're kin. Kim. There you go. Yep. Yep. People from they're OG the Kim. South are going to hate us after this oh, yeah. episode. That's okay. Yeah. Write me a letter if you know how to spell. <laughs> <laughs> Parababblepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> That's a G. That's an M. <laughs> Mail. Okay. So. .com. Who saw the Who saw the uh, spacecraft? Billy Taylor. Billy Ray saw Billy it Ray. first. Billy Ray. Okay. Taylor. <laughs> I just want to say Billy Ray Cyrus every single time you're going to say Billy Ray. Well, you can't be from the South if you don't have Ray in the middle of your name. Billy Ray. So. <laughs> nice lead in, Rob. We had you all set, built up, and you're like, so, yep. uh. Yeah. So the, they, they all apparently saw these things after the, the UFO landed in the ravine behind the home. And they described them as three to four foot tall, human-like creatures with pointed ears and large round eyes that did not blink. That sounds human-like. <laughs> Human-shaped. Uh-huh. Kind of. Ish. Okay, we'll Ish. go with that. Well, when you see the picture, it's not really... Well, I mean, they stood on two feet, so that mean, maybe that was they meant by human-like. Owls don't have feet. <laughs> but so, who does? Who? Who? So they were first. They were initially spotted from the woods, in the woods from the home, and then one of the creatures came up to the window and looked right in. Now, how could you mistake an owl? And what kind of owl comes right up to a window? Exactly right what You've I'm never saying. Never had a bird hit a window. A bird, but if you're talking about oh. an owl. And how, well, it was like peeking in, like it was just there. Like, hey, what's up? Like, looking. I see you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they would blink, but that's besides the point. So your first reaction when you see this thing is, Lucky, go get your shotgun. Yeah, that's pretty well, much how it went. <laughs> look where you're at. <laughs> if it's moving, that's dinner. So Lucky Sutton grabbed a shotgun and shot at the creature. It's like I could have predicted this story. <laughs> Beep. Turn page. <laughs> That's, that was my next note. <laughs> so, Billy Ray. Yeah, so Lucky and Billy Ray went outside armed with shotguns to see what happened when they were shooting at this thing from in the house. Um, the creature was on the roof and it reached down and tried to grab... Well, depending on where you get this information from, it's either Billy Ray or Lucky. But it reached down from the roof and tried to grab his head and lift him up to the roof. He had really long arms for only being three feet tall. Yeah. Well, no, he like leaned over. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of high. He's that's, like stretch that's arm stretch. stretch. He's that's like, a big stretch. That's a big. What our audience of five doesn't see is 
that we have a picture of one of those rednecks with a shotgun and the other one standing in the doorway looking up at the uh, the overhang off the roof. And if you look at it, I was going to say, oh, it's a pretty easy reach, but it's not really an easy reach if you, you'd have to have some long arms to reach down and grab someone's head. Well, they're aliens. Their arms might not be proportioned to the rest of their body. Yeah, but you're three feet, so three you're going to tell me... Three or four, you're going to tell me the arms are like... Six feet. Exactly. <laughs> what you can't see right I got now it. is me making this really funny gesture of like my arms swinging as I'm trying to run. This should be a video show. It shouldn't be an audio. This should. There's a lot of visual aids. Okay, so, so dude comes out the door and they're trying to grab at its head, or one of them is grabbing its head, trying to pull up or mm-hmm. ruffling through its hair. Yep. Until they, they shot him with the shotgun again. The aliens. The creatures. Some Whatever they may be. Goblins. At this point? Yeah. And when they were shot, the creatures would fall back, bounce back up, and then float off. No. This reminds me of that lady that saw the leprechaun in the tree. Remember? It was yep. a leprechaun, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. It was a leprechaun! <laughs> it could have been a crackhead. <laughs> oh. Crackacon. <laughs> Here's my thing, and we had this discussion earlier. Has there ever been a time when aliens floated? Nope. None. Well, no. Blue meanies. Those, those were are orbs. Meanies. Orange meanies. Those were but orbs. Those, those, but they're not an alien. In the context, in the context of an alien, that you would think every every I don't want to say show, but every time you've heard a story about aliens, it's either they come in the, come to you. And you go to a different place, you're abducted or whatever happened, but you never hear about them coming off their shuttle and like, you know, gliding across the ground, which this is what, 55, right? Yep. Okay. So that story we were talking about earlier with the flat monster that I was saying, it also floated. So, which made me lead the two together in the sense that when have you ever heard about aliens floating? And Mothman. He flew. Was he an alien or is he a creature? Oh, goodness. Don't. don't. (laughs) He's a bird. Let me get back to my. Rob's really upset right now. No, I don't need notes for Mothman. Rob's got 47 episodes of pages all here. Mothman. The Mothman had heavy ties to alien activity, if you remember. Activity. UFOs. He could be subcontracted, he could be watching. Don't worry, I'm going to tie this back to him by the time we're done with this episode. Okay, but let's get back to the episode. So it, they kind of, like I read the same thing, they floated up and they kind of sh- used their hips to kind of shimmy. Again, this should be an audio show. They shimmied up. So you got me on this one so far. Do the alien shimmy? We can make a song. Yeah, it could be like alien, a... like shimmy shimmy shake. Groovy 1950s dance. Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> the alien shimmy. <laughs> the alien shimmy. So what we can agree on so far is that... This family shows up at the police station claiming that aliens have been attacking their farmhouse and they've been holding them off with gunfire for four hours. See, they went all night, too. That's the part I read. For, so, till dawn almost, right? Well, I had, like, off yeah, three, three to four hours and then it stopped. And then, and that's then it came when they, back at 3.30 in the morning. Right, because yeah. they kept, yeah. like, going back and forth with it. So, at that time period, they went and grabbed the sheriff and said, hey, we well, got something well, going well, on. They didn't just grab a sheriff. Yeah, they grabbed, they had military personnel there. They had Fort Campbell. four city police, five state troopers, three deputy sheriffs, 
and four military police from Fort Campbell. And an alien in a shake. That's like oh. a whole town. That was like the whole town of Kelly. They were like putting out the call like, everybody, go to the farmhouse. Lights in the sky. Isn't it a little strange, though, that the military did come? Did? They did. Right. They had but four... Project Blue Book, which was floating around, it does a lot of these investigations, UF Air, Air Force was doing them, did not. I think that they went because they asked like every single... They thought that they initially were going to have like a, a fight on their hands. They thought that the, the, the families so were So they blind. wanted... All right. They thought it was like a Hatfield-McCoy type situation. So they wanted backup in case they had to try to break up this family from trying to kill each other. Because that's what they thought was happening. Right. Their initial reports were like, okay, this is just a drunk fest with a bunch yep. of shotguns. Gunfire. You know. Yep. But... It was just aliens. It was just aliens. But when they got there... They saw nothing. They just saw nothing. Gun... gun the whole place was shot up. Yep. Yep. Which is a miracle that they didn't kill any of the uh, ten other people besides them that were there. That's some good aiming. That's some good moonshine. Okay, end of story. Well, there are some reports that the police did find a luminous liquid near the areas where the creatures were shot. But they did not collect any samples, and it was gone by the morning. So, nothing. So, this remains one of the biggest kind of stories out there in the sense of unexplained it's up there with the rest of them right yep. well yeah and I think the big part of that is because it happened so long ago there's no way to go back and say whether it is or whether it isn't and I know that you guys don't think that it could have been a great horn owl but well you gotta, you let, you gotta let, the, let our fans in what are you thinking it is I think it was great horn owls <laughs> So and, like, and that these guys were really, really intoxicated and saw something that they thought they saw, and then they got like mass hysteria, and everybody started believing that that's what it was. Because think about it: if it's 1955, how many people have actually seen a great horned owl? You can't Google it and be like, "What does it look like? What kind of noise does it make?" True, and there's probably a lot more animals that were still around in that picture. That I mean, might be extinct now these days. We've all seen Nova, you know. <laughs> We watch a lot of animal shows. We're probably more familiar because we're exposed to more pictures and video than ever before of what that stuff looks like. That would be the answer that people came up with. Like, there's a little clipping here that I was reading. Um, in 2005, it was the 50th anniversary. And they, the Scientific Investigation of Claims of Paranormal Committee, whatever they are, said, oh, here's your explanation for your goblins and your little creatures running around. It was the great horned owls. Uh, they have a striking similarity to aliens, about three feet tall, round heads, round eyes, and pointed, pointed tufts on either side of their head, and would have been feeding, <clears throat> and would have been feeding a set of young in August, causing them to defend their nest. Do you know that this crazy town still celebrates this too? We yeah. gotta go. Yeah, the um, third weekend of every August, they have a um, holiday that they call the. Kelly Little Green Men Days, and they celebrate, they celebrate this. Yeah. That's weird. That's weird. Okay, uh, every town needs to have something, right? <laughs> well, population, what, 215? But how come they never came back? They did. Oh, gosh. They came back? Oh, yeah. Here it comes. I thought, I thought that was a one-off incident. Nope. Rob went down the rabbit hole. I went down the rabbit hole. 
really and pulled out an like owl. Close to close to Mothman levels of rabbit hole on wow, this one. That's crazy. So you know it's it's serious when I have multiple pages of notes. Oh boy. <laughs> and visual aids. Oh. Hang on. It could have been a leprechaun or a crackhead. They're similar. <laughs> so the Suttons, you know, just to sum up them, they, they eventually got driven out of town because they were embarrassed by the whole thing. So, in 2012. Ooh. Yes. That's pretty fresh. Yes. In the big picture of 2017, that's fresh. It is. This is. I think this is where I originally heard this story. So this is all coming from a website called Weak and Weird. <laughs> I read this. Did you read this whole article? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in 2012, a man contacted them and claimed that the creatures were tormenting his family every night. Um, so this guy, they didn't identify him by name. They were just referring to him as David. Mm-hmm. He sent them an email. Um, I could, I should read the whole emails here because... It's, yeah. It's special. I mean, if you really want to get into it, you probably Might shouldn't well. skip the details. Yeah, so here's his first email. Hello, my name is... And they just... They redacted it, and they're calling him David. I received your contact information through a mutual acquaintance who assures me that you are all well-equipped to investigate peculiar problems. Furthermore, I believe you may have interest in these events beyond any compensation that I am prepared to deliver in order to have these issues sorted. For the past six months, I have been living in a rural home located in the border of West Virginia and Kentucky, where my family is nightly assaulted by creatures that I have come to believe are of extraterrestrial origin. These beings appear to be the size and stature of a small child devoid of any facial features save for large, oily eyes and lipless mouths. So, similar description so far. They frighten my children by peering through their bedroom windows, chirping at one another, and they actively attempt to enter my home in the middle of the night. Last month, they took my dog. The police refused to provide any further assistance, attributing the problems to wild animals and forwarding my complaints to the State Game Commission. I believe they are coming from an abandoned mine located on the edge of my property. Though I'm armed, I'm afraid that I'm far too frightened to enter the mine by my lonesome and cannot convince any sympathetic friends to accompany me, though I cannot blame them. I'm convinced that the only answer is to collapse the mine. I believe this is where we can be mutually beneficial to one another. If you are prepared to assist me in this matter, I can offer you permission to record and document these events under the condition of anonymity. I can guarantee you evidence of these creatures, which I assure you are not wild animals. Please respond ASAP. Thank you. Now, that was 2012? This was 2012. And he was afraid to go his little lonesome way down to a, a mine? Abandoned mine shaft, which is where the aliens have their secret underground bases. Okay. Isn't that where Mothman lived? Wasn't it a TNT? It was a TNT factory. Okay. So, <laughs> big difference. Um, I'm taking it that paranormal groups didn't come around until 2015. That's why he had no way of getting any help, especially in such a field like this. Um, oh, he gets help from a... Oh, he helps them. Because that, that email is from someone in a paranormal group that posted on this website. Okay. Like, weird. Okay. And there's more emails. It gets weirder. Oh. You have to make sure you show Jeff the picture of the paranormal group, too. Oh, boy. They got oh, their yeah. teeth? <laughs> Are they holding Budweiser cans? <laughs> yes. I think they the blow the was. whole black t-shirt thing right out of the water. <laughs> All, right. All right, so they get this email. Yeah. This guy gets this email, and he's like, okay, it's probably a joke, but maybe it's not. Yeah. So what happens next? 
So after that, he thought it was a joke, the guy that got the email. And so, like, he was throwing it around to friends, and, you know, because it was kind of funny, he thought. And um, so he did email the guy back, though, asking for, uh, you know, more information and any kind of evidence that he could provide. Not thinking that he would actually respond or anything. Right. And he did respond with a very detailed message. <laughs> yes! Which is what we live for, people. <laughs> so, David writes, Thank you for the prompt response. I do not blame you for being skeptical of my story. I appreciate you keeping an open mind about my situation. I am more than happy to provide you with as much information as I am able. I was giving your contact information through a man by the name of Terry Reist. An editor's note is that he left the name untouched because he thinks it's a fake name. Uh, when these disturbances first began occurring, I was only inclined to confide in a personal friend who I knew had fringe interests. He offered to share my concerns with a man that had dealt with somewhat similar experiences in previous years. I accepted this offer. Within a week, I was informed that this gentleman had long since retired from pursuits of this kind, but was willing to provide me with contacts who may be willing to help. This is how I came to contact you. I do not have any answer as to why, other than... A referral and recommendation from a gentleman I do not know personally. I was under the impression that you would answer that question. I am located in Pike County, just outside of the town of... something redacted? Kentucky. It's uh, roughly 30 to 60 minutes from the borders of Virginia and West Virginia. Most of Pike County is made up of small towns and rural communities. It is not uncommon to go days without seeing my closest neighbors. I moved to this area for peace and quiet. I have received neither... So I don't know exactly how far away this is from the Hopkinsville. I was going to say, is this somewhere in the range? So there could be like a little alien nesting going on around down there. How close is Pike County from Christian County? I'm going to find out. We are checking this right now. So he keeps writing here. This is like 50 pages. I have lived in this area for just under seven months, and in that time, the majority of the harassment has occurred within the past three I did not become aware of any strangeness until early December, although that is only when I began to keep a record of these events. At first, it was merely strange tracks in the snow around my home. I had initially imagined that they were from some kind of animal, though it closely resembled a human footprint minus the heel. And there's pictures of those, too. Um, At the time, I was under the impression that it was simply a single creature. It wasn't until weeks later that I began to suspect that I was dealing with a number of what I thought were individuals hazing me upon my arrival to the area. In the middle of nowhere? Yeah. Well, that could happen. Deliverance style. There's things out there we don't know about. Okay, so (laughs) he's thinking he's getting jerked around. Welcome to the club? That's what he thought. So he goes on and says, At this point, I was incapable of keeping my dog outdoors overnight. Any attempt to leave her leashed would result in her barking herself hoarse until she was allowed back indoors. In the weeks leading up to this particular event evening, I had awoken to find my shed doors open on several occasions. Many of my children's toys missing or moved, and my yard in general disarray. Five and a half hours. Okay, so that's pretty wow. far. I had already given a report to the police who were making it increasingly clear that they were not interested in my case bearing physical harm or large-scale theft. The second week of January, I'm having breakfast with my family when my five-year-old daughter begins talking about the kids without hair. When my wife inquired about these kids, she informed us that she had spent the previous night watching them play in the yard. As you can imagine, this was of some concern. I asked my daughter what these kids looked like, and she told me they were bald like Grandpa and weren't wearing any clothes. 
the very same day I found the wreath that hangs inside our rear porch stuffed in our, into our mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> I purchased and installed motion-activated floodlights the following day, and for some time the problem ceased. It wasn't until the end of February that our daughter informed us that the bald kids had returned. So, they're just causing all kinds of havoc. Yeah. <laughs> Owls can't do that. <laughs> so maybe, maybe it's not related Maybe it is just general chaos on the farm. Oh. And with the Hopkins story, it was really aliens. Maybe. There's more. It doesn't stop there. No, this is only halfway through that email. Yeah. Ooh, I like being the guinea pig in this since you both read this story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, he awoke into the sounds of my daughter screaming and rushed to her bedroom only to meet her halfway down the hall. When my wife and I were finally able to calm her down enough to speak, she told us that the kids were trying to peer into her window, but they couldn't reach, and instead had taken to tapping on it. She hasn't slept in her own bedroom since. It was that morning that I phoned the police for the second time, and they responded by finally sending a trooper to our residence. I informed him of the regular mischief, how I was now unable to let my dog outdoors after dusk, and of the bald kids. When we found the ground disturbed just under my daughter's bedroom window, the officer informed me very matter-of-factly that we were dealing with an animal and I would be better off contacting the Game Commission than waste their resources any further. Almost every day for the following week, I would find some evidence that something or someone had been on my property the previous night. Smudges on the windows were not uncommon, stones from the walkway dragged to the other side of the lawn, and I found tears in the screen door. On Wednesday, the 7th of March, I finally witnessed the kids without hair for myself. <clears throat> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. No. <laughs> the dog woke me up around 1.30 a.m., scratching at the back door and whimpering to be let out. I noticed that the motion floodlight was on and, when, and went to the kitchen window to check that the shed doors were still closed when I realized that I could see the shadow of an individual cast across my lawn. From the angle I was positioned at, in the window, I could not actually see the source of the shadow or the floodlights. The dog was pacing circles around the back door, and I could hear something rifling through a box on the porch. <laughs> Filled with more anger than common sense, the only reaction I could muster was to bang loudly on the window and yell, at which point I heard the screen door on the porch swing open and slam against the house. I heard what can only be described as chirping at this point. It sounded much like a skunk, if more guttural. I then realized that there were more than two people on my property, and the shadow, which had been reacting as if I didn't know which way to run, was quickly joined by another. For a moment, I watched as the shadows chirped at one another when I noticed a figure out of the corner of my eye. Standing in the flower bed just to the bottom left of my window was a small humanoid figure with sickly pale skin, completely hairless, standing around four foot. It was looking into the direction of the shadows and had clearly come from the left side of the house opposite the porch and had noticed me as far as I could tell. It had not noticed me as far as I could tell. Its face was devoid of features, save for large round eyes, very reminiscent in the shape and color of a bird's eye. It had no nose to speak of and only a small slit for a mouth. We got a picture of this all. A great horn owl? Yeah. Sorry, Rob, go ahead. It didn't appear to move its mouth as it chirped, sounding more as if the noises originated from its throat. It was most certainly not a wild animal, and even more certainly not a child. I was too terrified to move and watched as the creatures hopped to the others, and together they scrambled into the woods on the right side of my property. It was clear that they were at least five in the group. 
I have not mentioned this particular incident to my wife, and the only person who I have spoken to about these creatures are yourself and the close friend who introduced me to your mutual friend, Mr. Rist. I prefer to keep things that way and to approach this problem as discreetly as possible. Since that evening, my dog has gone missing from the porch yet to return, and I can only imagine that his disappearance has to do with these creatures. Old yellow, old yellow. I've gone looking for him during daylight hours, only to find many of my missing belongings scattered at the entrance to an abandoned mine shaft at the far edge of my property. I don't dare go inside. My friend has convinced me that the, my experience is similar to that of other visitation experiences, provided me with material and references to back up his claims. I am aware of the outlandish nature of what I have told you, but I am afraid that I have no other explanation for what I have seen, at least at this time. I can see no other option than to seal the entrance to the mine. I cannot achieve this on my own, and I am too frightened to try. I don't dare share this information with others for fear of ruining my career and reputation of my family. I am prepared to compensate you for your travels, blah, 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 blah. Thank you. So this guy's totally serious on what he's seen. Yes. Okay, so Allison just pulled up a picture of the, uh, the owl, and it looks like an owl. It to does. me, it looks like an owl with ears. But here's the thing. This guy is so descriptive. The guy is so descriptive with the skin. Being hairless and oily. Hairless and oily. And that that has a lot of feathers on it. <laughs> yeah, but it depends on how close up you see it. Okay. So, right. But here's the thing. It's going in the shed, taking shit out of the shed and, you know, bring, bringing out, you know, the Hot Wheel and yep. bringing out the, the, the dog pool or whatever it is. And then there's stuffing. See, now that looks a little creepier, but it doesn't look like a little humanoid. But that's, that's a picture of the owl. So what I'm showing, Jeff, is a picture of the owl without a flash on that someone took a picture of at night. And it does look pretty creepy. It looks like it's sitting on a power line. So at what point would you see something trying to stuff a wreath in your mailbox? Yeah, that just sounds like kids messing around. But this is going on every single night, and he's in the middle of nowhere. Not, But that's not, you know, that's not, people can do anything in the middle of the night out there. There's no... There's no laws been in the backwoods. But my thing being is an owl, okay, so they're nocturnal. So they tear into your screen. Maybe they'll peck on your window or hit your window. But I've never had that happen. I don't live in the backwoods, so I don't know if that's a, a common pattern that these owls may do in the evenings. But for this guy to have it happening all the time, what is drawing an owl there? Yeah. Well, why doesn't he go and get his camera on his phone and take a picture? Allison, it was 2012. Stop. There yeah. are pictures. Huh? There are pictures. Yeah, they're not very good. Oh, boy. Questionable pictures. Questionable pictures. So, I'm, I'm so far, I'm not leaning. I'm not even with the bird theory right now. Three feet tall. It's not going to be a kid. It's got to be something going on. And God knows what we've created in the backwoods these days. Yeah, three to four feet tall. That's pretty tall. I don't know any owls that are that big. I'm going to find well, this out. This table is probably about three feet. Not a sand crane either, like the Mothman. Right. That they said. So, I, if it was just hammering at the windows and tearing up the screen. So, when the guy yelled and banged to say, like, to get away, it, like, got pissed off and slammed the screen door closed, like, to say, all right, whatever, I'm out of here. But, so, I'm leaning towards something unknown. Yeah, so... They can have a wingspan of three to five feet. That's a big bird. A this is a big bird. But, but what are they using? Tall. What, what, how this they... is five feet. Mm. This is five feet. 
Because your arms this way are the same length as how tall you are. I'm 5'2". Does so that same rule apply to, apply to owls, though? Why are they opening no, up shed doors? No, I'm just saying, like, if it had five, if it, it had is. a wingspan of five feet, this is five feet from my fingertip to my fingertip. Okay. That's a big bird. It's a big bird. But they didn't fly away. No. Did they no, float no. away? So far in all of this? In the second story, he didn't really know. He just said they kind of like scattered into the woods. So they just kind of waddled off like a wild turkey, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a turkey? It could be... No, not not to get off the topic here, but we're talking about these winged warriors. We were driving home the other night, and there was a bunch of wild turkeys crossing the road. And I looked at my wife and said, God damn, those things are huge! They are big! And I'm thinking, I don't think I want to run into a pack of these, like, if I had to, like, you know, navigate through them, like, walking. But they are big birds, so... I can understand the whole bird theory being around, especially since they're nocturnal, but I can't understand them tearing up the place. See, yeah, that looks like it's in, like... That's what they look like when they put their wings up. And they're hostile. <laughs> and they're trying to protect their nests. But it's like an crazy carny shooting at them. But they're, but they're playing in someone's backyard every night. It's like a, you know... Yeah, I mean, all right, that part is weird, and I can't say it's not. And they're slimy and oily. But again, it's 2012. Guys... Go get your camera, go get your phone... Well, they got they got pictures. We're good there. Yeah. Okay. So we were just taking a little pause in there to see exactly yeah. how far. So, so this guy who got these emails sent to him, he was like doing a little more research. On right. The guy that he said referred him to him, the Tom Rest. Mm-hmm. And he thought it was a fake name, and the only like reference he found to it was um, out of a book called Secret Cipher of the UFO Knots. <laughs> a book by a guy named Alan H. Greenfield. And so, um, just before the index of each book, um, Alan Greenfield would uh, have an interview with a guy named Terry Rist, who uh, willingly admits that his name was not real. But also, in the interview, he claims that he was a Vietnam vet who was put together in this elite alien hunting task force by the government in the early 70s. And it included infiltration and destru- destruction of underground alien bases in and around southern USA. So what we're saying is now we have alien bases underground? Yes. And this guy named Terry Rist was part of a task force by the government to eliminate them. Well, then it's got to be true because it's our government. Yes. He also admits to having a meeting at one point. Oh, boy. Here we go. Yes, here we go. With a guy named Injured Colt. Uh, who was housing uh, alien refugees on Earth. <sighs> yep, injured cold. You remember who that was. Right. From the Mothman. Yep. What year is this going on? 2012. Alright, see, now right there, you just, you, I'm calling oh, no, bullshit. Well, no, this guy, well, his stories, I don't have an exact date for, but he's dating back all the way to, like, Vietnam. If you yeah. could see Jeff's face right now, it would be priceless. Priceless! So, he's really he's really twisting the story up. Yeah. So, okay. So, he emailed him again, asking for more proof. Maybe to take some pictures. Mm-hmm. And he did. But it took him a long time to respond this time. Because he was photoshopping things. Internet didn't get out there that far. It was proved that these that these are not fake. Mm. Oh, they're not. 
So, the third email goes, My apologies for the time it has taken me to reply to your previous email. My situation at the home has become unbearable, and we had to, and we chose to stay with family, my wife's family out of state until an appropriate solution can be reached. I am at my wit's end. This afternoon, my brother and I, my brother-in-law and I, traveled back to the house for the first time. Photoshop capability. <laughs> had to go into town. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> in over a month, as I needed to check on the security of my property and gather some belongings, the house seemed relatively untouched, leading me to believe that the creature's motives were driven by the presence of my family. As you requested, I brought a camera back to the property for the purpose of photographic evidence. Because no one in their right mind would think to do that, right? Nope. So, I, hey, Rob, you got some shit going on here? I got an idea, buddy. Take a camera out. Are we the only ones that are weird enough to do that? Like, just like a regular person. Stop everything. You get, <laughs> your place is getting invaded. That would be common sense. If the police are telling you, we're not doing anything for you, we're not going to help you, we think this is wild animals, wouldn't you be doing everything you could possibly think of to prove that there was something well, there? You kind of wonder that, or our minds to like put a trap cam up. Well, he put cameras up, right? He did take pictures eventually. Yeah, finally. But here's the thing: if he put if he put up a camera to to do this, he's thinking in the right frame mind. Why wouldn't the next logical step be if you caught anything on those cameras, or or like you said, maybe put a trap cam up in that sense? Why wouldn't you have a camera available? I mean, yeah. If I had someone who was coming to my house every night and I definitely caught a glimpse of it and I thought it was a three-foot little gooey goblin thing, I would have some serious questions, but you'd be damn straight. And maybe that's because that's the paranormal, the investigative side in all of us here that we would want to know what it is. Would we be scared shitless? Good possibility if you see something you're not accustomed to. But you got to look at, he lives in the backwoods of nowhere. His family's being terrorized. No one's willing, really, to reach out and help that much. So you have to take matters into your own hand. Well, I need photographic evidence. I need video. Even set up a video camera and let it run. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's weird. Like, obviously, we all would. Like, it's something that would just be obvious But no, us. that's not even... Well, think about how many people have something happen at their house or their businesses Oh, shit, I got broken into. Oh, you know what? I'm hearing some really weird stuff out there, and I can't be back there all the time. I'm just going to set a camera up. And how many times do you see in today's world, well, today's world, but that they post this stuff, and they said, well, this is what was going on when I wasn't home. Oh, here comes Bambi, you know, eating the siding off the house. Something stupid like that. So, you know, I don't know if this guy was really that, I mean, maybe he was that backwoodsy that he just... Oh my God, my family! I gotta protect it. Get the gun. Maybe type of idea, or he just didn't take it further, you know, and say, "Let's set up everything we can to see if we can capture this and have some real proof." I don't know, but it seems like he was pushed into this guy to, to finally take some pictures. So he goes on in the email here. He says, um, "Well, my home was free of tampering. I was able to find a trail of prints that matched the size and shape of those previously left by the creatures on my property." So there were okay. footprints there after he left. The prints lead into the woods behind my home following a stream that runs near the mine. My brother-in-law, an avid sportsman, cannot identify the tracks despite his skepticism. Perhaps you know of someone better suited to identify these prints. I will be spending the next two nights in my home and will send more images should the opportunity present itself. I am looking forward to your thoughts. So, so his brother-in-law, who, who hunts? Yeah. 
He couldn't identify him. Couldn't identify him. Wouldn't it? If his brother-in-law hunts, why wouldn't his brother-in-law like get like into a bigger, you know, situation to help him? Because I would be fascinated if I was out there always shooting and tracking animals, and I've never seen a set of prints like that. I would think I'm onto something. I wouldn't yeah. be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and we'll post all these pictures on our Facebook. That was it. Look, it looked like a giant Probably. paw. Yeah, but it's interesting because there's tons and tons of responses to this article, and someone actually sent these pictures to. Um, Kentucky Game Commission, mm-hmm. and they did not know what these prints are. So no one wanted to take the time to invest to go to this place and come in and set up shop? Well, no one knows exactly where it is, because they're keeping no, themselves anonymous. Still... What is that? I don't know. That's the photo. But one of the things that they did point out on the footprints here... Or at least Sasquatch hunters or Bigfoot enthusiasts yeah. pointed out is that these uh, prints clearly have something called dermal ridges, which are basically like the fingerprint equivalent to feet. Well, it looks like it because it's rounded. They're like rounded, round, so, like an oval. Yeah, so to have something like that in these pictures, I mean, if they were faking it, they really went out of their way to research thermal thermal ridges. Or whatever the hell that is. So he did send one, David did send one more email. And he said, The creatures came out of the woods late last evening. I have, encou- I have enclosed photographs taken to my best, to the best of my ability given the situation. I have also enclosed photographs with the creature's footprints alongside a measuring stick. My brother in law is not as skeptical as he once was when he arrived. And we'll be leaving before dark this evening. I look forward to hearing back from you. So he's not as skeptical. Yeah. And so he did take a picture of the aliens, which again, we're going to post on Facebook the link to this whole article. I'm trying to see how that picture works. Because Allison just showed me that picture too. It's it's a little strange. It's a strange. It looks like a lighted tunnel of sort. It's. Is that a statue of one up there, or is that a stick? Like, what is that on the right side? It's the same picture, it's just different. It's like the negative, the... Oh, okay, so they yeah. inverted it. Yeah. Well, that definitely leaves a lot of skepticism here. Yeah. What's going... Is it something out of the realm? Is it just, you know... It looks like a kid in a bad space Power Rangers costume. Yeah, but what are kids doing at, that are that tall? Three to four feet? In the middle of the woods in Kentucky at night. Three to... F- this table... Again, this table's three feet. Let's go four feet. Yeah. That That's a young... twelve-year-old? That, that's some short ten-year-olds. Not that this can't happen. Well, they are backwoods, so they might be in brick, but... I'm it, only five-two. How tall do you think I was when it's ten? <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> Did you have no feathers and were you oily? <laughs> it looks like he's in a Power Rangers costume. Is it a Power Ranger? <laughs> now that you said it, it kind of does. I know! He was like, Georgie, go get your Power Rangers costume on and hide behind that tree. It's morphing time. <laughs> so, as a child, let's go a little step further. As a child, wouldn't you be afraid that some guy's going to come out with a shotgun? Especially since everyone has him in the back. Not if it's your dad. Well, here's the thing. What if 
after hearing about these aliens harassing these people, these monsters, yes. a real Power Ranger came by to fight the monster because that's what Power Rangers do. There it is. Power, Power Rangers thrown in my face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they kind of look bird-like, especially that dude. They do. Yeah. Who's the white dude? He definitely looks bird-like. The white Power Ranger? Yeah. Well, there you go. We solved it. It's Puck Wedgie's on uh, growth hormones. Puck Wedgie's dad's possible, too. Puck Wedgie's are hairy, though. Right. Maybe they did some nair. Maybe they have a special, you know, skin disease or something. That alopecia thing? Yes. For Puck Wedgie's? Yes. <laughs> alopecia for Puck Wedgie's. <laughs> <laughs> Not only am I the owner, <laughs> I'm a client. <laughs> Uh, there sounds like there's some unexplained stuff going on back there. It sounds like it. I, as much as I would love to go with the bird thing, I think we. It's not owls. I... <laughs> and they make chirping sounds, right? Chirping. Do owls chirp? I don't know, but I think there's birds coming towards our studio windows, which are calls there. There's definitely some some shit going on back there. Yeah. And if this guy, the other guy um, from Hopkinsville. <laughs> the first guy? Yeah, I mean, did this, yeah. I wonder if this guy is just reading his own press, reading the press about this guy like in 55 and just going, you know what? I got a story here, but... That's, that's a long way to go just to yeah, get your 15 minutes of fame. Especially since the guy that he emailed about this, the guy from Weekend Weird, right? he did a lot of research to try and back up that this guy was you know, legit, mm-hmm. or at least really existed. And they did end up contacting the police department down there. Because the he thought something was going on. No, the guy from Weekend Weird did. To see if there was any like reports. And well, they, they okay. said, he said they couldn't give him specific information about it, like where the property was or what the guy's name was, they did say that they dealt with the matter that sounded just like what they were describing. Mm. So it seems like... Something is yeah. going on. So it seems like the guy might be for real. And if this guy had no idea it was happening, didn't back check, just said, you know what, I wanted to be away from society, I moved here, and all of a sudden I got these little three-foot creatures, creatures running around my backyard. Why aren't they still there? We don't know that they're not there, right? We don't know anything because the guy stopped emailing. It sounded like he was leaving his property. Well, that's bullshit. Why would you leave? I don't know. Maybe you don't like being harassed by three to four foot oily skin aliens. But even if he left, there's night. probably somebody else living there. True. I mean, I want. Yeah. And it's kind of weird that you go all the way from 1955 to 2012 with no sightings. So they've just dropped off the face of the planet. Maybe they didn't like this guy because he wasn't from around the area and he moved there. And then they returned, but they returned to Earth. The same state, but five hours away. Hmm. Maybe they're just the same breed of alien? The alopecia. Alopecia. <laughs> the oily alopecia alien? Puckwedgie slash Power Ranger. Don't you want one of those? What? An alopecia puckwudgie? Yes. No, the puckwudgie. Is, is, is there any way to track this guy down? No, he never... He never... They don't even know his real name. So this it's, can be, you know, Uncle Harry's scary stories that we could listen to on YouTube. You never know. 
where this is going. Well, the, the guy who you know uh, what I mean? got the emails obviously knows his name, but he redacted his real name when he posted the article. So it just goes unsolved because no one wants to really dig any deeper. They don't even know the real city or the town or wherever. So it's just a guesstimation. Yeah. Is this was... on planet Earth? <laughs> it's County. in Pike County. Well, that's Kentucky. not planet Earth. That's as much as we got. That's just craziness because, uh, yeah, I mean, any it's like you get a roadblock. You kind of stop. It doesn't go any further. You, the questions you want to follow up with that I think most people would do, you end up hitting a wall. Uh, he doesn't have his real name. This group does, or this guy did. Uh, well, it's Pike. Okay, great. Um, where did this guy go? Is there anybody still that moved into this place? You know, what did, like you said earlier, did it just stop and well, like be gone? The thing that always gets me about these stories is, like, don't get me wrong, because I know I always seem like I'm, you know, trying to discredit them immediately, but I do kind of find them interesting. I mean, you know, anything that's along these lines, I think we all do, which is why we do this stuff. But the thing that I always wrestle with is if these things happened and they happened frequently, how come they don't happen now? How come right now there's not something like this going on? And I feel like just because of that reason, it automatically discredits a lot of these things that people say happen. Because if it was happening right now, you know, people would be out there, you know, making videos for YouTube. Mm -hmm. They'd be snapping pictures and posting them on Facebook and Facebook living, you know, like things peeking in and out of their windows. Like, Especially today. Right. So, I mean, do the aliens just know that technology is so much better so they don't come oh, here Oh, shit. Man, I caught. Man, I got a bolt. <laughs> you know? I don't know. It's just, that's what I can never, I can't justify it because I just don't understand why it would happen in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, but then in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, you, like, it just tapers off and nothing happens. Okay, and, okay, and this is kind of straying a little bit, but it's staying in, in that frame thought of why isn't it happening today? Just like when you watch a lot of these uh, shows, um, Ancient Aliens or anything like that that has, like, these theories that the people would see stuff come down from the skies or the burning bush would come down with the angel and they would talk and they would get their information. What made it stop? And that's where you, you find that line. Is this story real? Is this story like put together through word of mouth and then the great bush or this? Or these creatures come down and they put a great story together, but it no longer happens. Like the Mothman. Mothman happened. It, okay, where'd he go? No one knows. Did he go extinct? That's that's where the storyline gets all jacked. Yeah, it does for me too. Especially because if you like, aliens were always coming to like give us knowledge or technology or something. At least in those kinds of theories that you were talking about. So why aren't they coming to help us like cure cancer or you know like? It just seems like <laughs> right in our lifetime, and I'm I'm sure people who were born before us were probably saying the same thing too. Well, it happened back then. We have all this literature and stuff that this was going on. These stories happened. Why isn't it happening today? Did everything just go extinct about these stories? And now, you know, you come into 2017. Here we sit going, well, shit, where'd it go? I mean, it's just like, I'm out. Right. It's never going to happen again. Or is that somebody just, you know, you know, pulling pranks? And that and that's another thing, too. In today's society, as much information as you can pull up and get is just as much as you can pull up and get that's fake. And people know this, and they can put it out there. So where is the true line when it comes to these stories um, of these creatures, 
be beelining around and then you know like this had a pretty good lengthy email going back and forth and this guy looked like he was seriously trying to get some help in there but, but we've had didn't... our own experiences where people have gone crazy with emails and phone calls and acting like they really really need help and the bottom right. line is they're just that shit you know right I so mean, yeah you're no you're absolutely right so that's what makes me skeptical i think you know i don't we I, have to because don't we don't it, see it. Right. I don't want it to come off like, oh, you know, I don't believe in any of this stuff and I think everything is fake. I think it's just, there's got to come a point where, I mean, if this was really happening to you and you were so devastated by it that you couldn't live in your house and you packed up your whole family and moved to another state, don't you think you would want proof so that people had to believe that this was happening? Well, he was worried about his reputation. Job. Well, two, like I said, two, okay, two things that would happen. A... You let your story get out. You're crazy, and even in today's society, when you but talk if about people, proof, it's proof. But not. But but look where you're in. What state you're in? We just got we just got done nailing these guys up. They could be like moving into town for photoshopping. You know, everybody wants a, a piece of 15 minutes of fame. But what makes this story seem a little more legit is this guy's in the middle of nowhere. He has a family, and this is happening every single night. And he's trying to bring people in to help. But yet, it just kind of hits a wall, and there is no end result, which in our field, a lot of the times, that's what it is. We hit a wall. We get so far, and then we stop. Or this or this guy just made a really great story just to have fun. That's that's the bother, bothersome part about all this, I think. There are some like strange things with the email. The main thing that I noticed, I don't know if you caught it. I don't think so, because... It would have been pretty obvious, but uh, in the second email, the really long one that mm-hmm. he wrote, if you remember, he was talking about his dog, like, towards the beginning of the email, mm-hmm. and he was talking about, like, oh, she, she doesn't like going outside or whatever, blah, 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 and then at the end of the email, he said his dog went missing and he couldn't find him anywhere. So he was referring to his dog as female in the beginning of the email, and by the end, it was a him, and he didn't really indicate that he had more than one dog. I mean, if we really you're a dog it, owner, you're never going to mess that up. No. Maybe it's just maybe that's a split in the hair in the story, though. No. If you own a dog and you are a dog owner, you are never going to make that mistake. It, he, like, in the beginning of the email, he, mm-hmm. he very clearly referenced it as her and she, for, like, two sentences, there was, like, four different occurrences where he referred to it as female. And then at the end of the email, it was a him. Where he referred to it as him. Like okay, twice. I can. Get, I, I. I'll be able to sway on that one. Then, I can sway with that one. But I mean, this guy could have been writing this letter, thinking fast and thinking ahead. But it is a point that we can look at and take apart with it. Mm-hmm. So, do you think the story is kind of hanging in there? Truthfully, I don't know, because he could have invited these guys to come to the property. He didn't even have to be there. He did, and these guys didn't go out. But why? Apparently, these guys went out. Like, in 2015, but there's no update on what That's they found or what, what they I did. Saw, Is that an actual group that went out there? I don't know. They're these guys Ghost from this website. Inc. or whatever they are. I don't know. Can we contact these guys? I mean, we could try. And see what they came up with at the end of it? Yeah, because they just leave it hanging. I mean, if you got a, a photo like that that you thought was legit, you bring it to the gaming, to, you know... And you say, hey, can you discredit this? And they say, no, we can't. We don't know what that is. Wouldn't you be tripping over yourself to get out there? Especially if you're into the paranormal. Yeah. If, like, that's mm-hmm. your thing. What is this, weaky and weird? And the guy... Weak and weird. The guy and weird. offered 
to pay his expenses to go out there too. Okay, that could just, okay. So we're gonna play the debunk side of this. That could be him just trying to make the story legit. Yeah, I'll pay your wages. Come out here, whatever it takes. I need help. But they wouldn't go. Well, I mean, think about that. If somebody said, "I got some kind of paranormal thing going on in my house. This is crazy. I got ghosts outside of my windows. I got things open and closing. I got wreaths coming off of doors, ending up in mailboxes, and I'm going to pay for you to come here. You're going. And check it out. You're going. Right. How do you go? No thanks. I mean, I the story is completely made up. I feel like, hey, we'll be there in three years, and then we're never going to say anything about it again. <laughs> oh, yeah, we had an opportunity to go to this place, but, man, yeah, we, were, we were drinking beers, we were tired. Especially Screw if it. you're calling, like, the local police department trying to figure out if there's been any legit yeah. reports. And, and supposedly they, they, did. they did. I'd be out there. And you're still like, man. I'd have been out there. Let's go. If this guy's not going to do it, let's pick up the slack. That is kind of puzzling. Yep. It's a whole puzzling story in its own right there. You got an underground alien base in Kentucky? I'd go. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Why wouldn't you go? Is that the Brown Mountain alien cave? No, but apparently he went there, too. <laughs> yeah. But is it a brown hole? Brown Mountain. Brown Mountain? Something or other. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... What are we going to do? We're going to try to email these guys and find out why they waited three years to go back? What's the name of the group? It's a website. It's called Weak and Weird. No, but what's the name of this this group that said, we don't want to go because there's evidence there? Well, they're not, they weren't a group anymore. Oh, they, they broke they never up? Were, they were never were to begin with. The guy said he just got this email like out of the blue on this old email. From well, they old, were a group. They were a group back in the day. Where's the picture? Yeah. And the, this is the year 2000. Where'd it go? Oh, it's gone. Oh, look at that. Aliens. Conspiracy. It just disappeared on me. Um, that's not good. Here, I'll bring it up for Jeff so he can see it. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll have to post some of this stuff. We'll have to see what we can find out. Post the article and we'll see what happens. Jesus, what are they, 12? I know, right? Well, that was a picture of them when they were young. That's what he says. That but, I mean, one of them's a, got a gun. It was 2000. <laughs> one of them's got an axe. We're going to get us some ghosts, <laughs> y'all. They're standing in front of a cemetery. Yeah. This one has a half. Some paranormal group. <laughs> got an emo person in the back. This guy's got a baseball bat, it looks like. Let's see. The emo kid was picked on all his life, um, so he needed to find a place to go. That guy's got a pool cue, it looks like. What? And they're at a cemetery. Yeah, they're legit. So they're pulling our chain, axe, <laughs> pull cue. So that's that. Uh, and they don't have a name? GHI or something? Yeah, Ghost Hunters in- Incorporated or something like that. But like I said, they're long gone. That's only 17 years ago. No, but the guy said like when he got the email from this David guy... The group was gone by that time. There, it was no longer. It was no longer, and he just got that email just by chance because he still had access to the old email from his group. There's always a way to track somebody down, right? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. I don't know. Um, there might be a part two to the show. Who knows? You might find the Power Ranger in the woods in Kentucky. So we got. 
slimy three foot creatures. And possible Power Rangers and Pukwudgies. No hair. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. No. <laughs> so how are we feeling about both of these stories? In a parababble way. I are want we, the proof. The proof is in the pudding. Are we saying that these stories did not happen? I think the way if, they occurred? I think if either one of these things had to be true, or if you're asking me like which one I believe more than the other, I think the 1955 encounter I believe more than this one that happened in 2012. It was only six years ago. I'm going the other way. I think the second story has a little more believability. I would almost go with the owl in the first one. I think the only thing we can do is reach out and see if we can get a hold of somebody. Yeah, I guess that's it. Maybe we'll get a trip to Kentucky out of this. That'd be sweet. It would be. Go back I don't to like Kentucky. bugs, though. I'm not a big fan of mosquitoes. No. So if, quote-unquote, Dave is listening, yeah, we Dave. should have him contact us, right? Absolutely. Like Parababble everywhere. But Facebook. Gmail.com? No, it's Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, everything is at .com. Mm-hmm. .com. These people... Maybe the guy in Kentucky doesn't know how to get all of us, but hey, you know. But there is a there is an interesting little thing for this Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Um, August twenty first, twenty seventeen. Did you read this? No. A total solar eclipse will occur that day, and a point just northwest of the city will experience its shadow longer than any other place in the world. Two minutes and forty seconds to be exact. 62 years before that day, however, Hopkinsville's encountered that. So, there's going to be a lot of partying down in Hopkinsville come the 21st. Yeah, that's the third weekend in August. It's going to be the celebration. Yep, and they have that solar eclipse where it's going to be the longest in the world. Two minutes and 40 seconds. And just a little side note here, that August 21st was my original wedding date. But it got moved. Who would have thought? And that shall do it from the news desk of Parababble. Ooh. Oh, guy stumbling with his camera. <laughs> What's he doing? Humping a mailbox? Kind of sounds like a little little man running around. Six foot long arms on his three foot long body. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yep. Are we good? We're good. Are we going to end the show this way? We're good. I guess so. So, y'all know how to reach us. Rob, you never said which story you thought you liked. <laughs> Just. I like them both equally. Which one do you think's faker? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was intentional. Uh, totally. What? <laughs> I agree. Do you like the second one being more truthful? Oh, this guy's kind of cute as a owl. Huh? Or do you like... <laughs> he needs his own show. Hopkinsville or Pike? Hmm. Well, I think... I feel like it's a real whodunit. <laughs> All day with this. Who that? Rob's Rob's lost. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Just let it go. Hopkins? <laughs> Just... Or Pike? <laughs> Rob has no answer. <laughs> yep. Best show ever. Ever? <laughs> <laughs>